0: Like so many others, who you are is largely a result of your past. We have so many positive and not so positive experiences that we start to doubt ourselves and our place in this world. Let the healing process start now. Welcome to Shift Happens with Karin Weary, Ida Sereno-Lee, and Jessica Durrell. When you start to focus on healing from the inside out, you'll learn so much more about your own health, your well-being, and your state of mind. Once you've started on that, the rest gets a little bit easier every day. Now, here is your host, Karen Weary, and this week's co-host.
1: Welcome to Shift Happens on Voice America, the health and wellness show. How are you?
2: I'm well. I'm very thankful that we have a few minutes to be able to talk, especially on such a, uh, a controversial and common, but uh, I believe a completely solvable problem in our nation today.
1: Absolutely, because what Dwight Bain is talking about is school shootings. Uh, This is something that he's done uh, work with and has been um, um, on multiple different um, shows and such to talk about. So I uh, always love to talk about, well, first of all, prevention, you know, that's what it really all comes down to. Um, because a lot of these things, I, uh, being a licensed marriage and family therapist, work in this field as well. And so there are so many things that we can do to catch things before they go awry. So, but I have not really delved into school shooting specifically. And um, is it when, do you want to talk just a little bit uh, quick, Dwight, about your background?
3: Uh, of
2: course. So I've been a uh, crisis counselor, crisis responder uh, over 35 years working with individuals after a major trauma. Mm. Uh, Most people will never live through a school shooting, a marketplace shooting, a Las Vegas, or a Pulse-type shooting, even though, or a ground zero terrorist attack. But everybody deals with situations of crisis and trauma. It may be a car accident, a family member with cancer. And so I had to learn uh, how to help people rapidly recover, rapidly respond, and then rapidly stabilize, because I believe that's how you can stabilize a community after a crisis is giving them some skills and that's what we do here from my home office in Orlando, Florida.
1: Absolutely. There is no doubt about it. And I, I use a EMDR when I work with people. And, uh, you know, and I tell you what, whichever way it is that you are dealing with helping people and doing the, especially the emergency right immediately before all those memories, those traumatic memories get to really settle in, um, it is you're doing a world of good right there initially. So, yes, <laughs> and And so, talk a little bit about some of your interventions, so you've done a lot of crisis intervention and, and debriefing um,
2: yeah, I've trained thousands of people in critical incident stress management, uh, goodness, uh, over five thousand people after the terrorist attacks mm. of nine eleven to equip them for community mental health and uh, I, I believe that's how you're going to stabilize things. You know, I want people to have such a level of support that before they get into a crisis, their community is a safe place, that they're around safe people. Maybe it's a house of faith. Maybe it's a community through uh, a social club or maybe their extended family. But some people don't have really healthy family of origin. And so I want to recreate that. So to me, crisis counseling is kind of like the emergency room and I want to help people stay healthy so they don't have to go to the emergency room. And the way that we do that is through education and training. We know that specific to our topic today, the whole issue of school shooting, that that teachers will be the first line of defense. It won't be a SWAT team. Most school shootings will be done in less than four minutes. Four minutes. Wow. And so it's the teacher who will be responding. It's the teacher who will be helping those students find a safe place. And there's a principle that's used in uh, Los Angeles. It's used here in Orlando, uh, Houston. But it's a concept called, the FBI teaches it, and it's called run, hide, fight. Hmm. Because we know that school shootings are more common than ever, tragically, but we also know you have to stay alive four minutes. Yeah. So we're teaching teachers and students, what do I need to do? Well, number one, run. Hmm. try to get away from the shooter once you hear pop 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 don't think wow who's setting off fireworks in the gym run yeah if it looks weird I taught my daughter this when she went away to college if something looks weird trust your spidey senses it is weird run so once we if you can run and escape and your most valuable safety device is right here Mm.
3: your Your phone. phone
2: right? That's right. This is audio. So I held up my iPhone. (laughs) My wife is a teacher. And I tell her that at your school, it's a safe place. They have a resource officer, like a lot of schools. Mm -hmm. But at your school, keep your cell phone charged up. Keep it with you. Mm
3: -hmm. It's your
2: number one safety device. I know there's a lot of controversy about this. And some of your listeners may get riled up when I say it, because some people say we need to arm teachers Teachers need to have guns. And then if the teachers have guns, then they can fight and shoot back against the students. Other places say, no, students need guns. Well, I believe, no. No, this isn't a gun issue. This is a mental health issue. And as part of mental health and safety, I want people to have a phone so they can reach out to safe people, first responders. Because if we can solve the mental health issue, you don't have to have a debate about the gun issue. That's the position that I take. Run. If you can, hide if you can't. That means to be able to lock the doors. It means being able to turn off the lights, being able to have a protocol that your school has in place. And if you don't have an active shooter drill, you need one at your school. Mm -hmm. At my wife's school, they have active shooter drills just like they have fire drills. It's unlikely that students will be in a school, still the odds are very low, less than one in 100,000, that you'll be in a school shooting. Same, it's even less with a school fire. Mm. But if you don't know how to get out of the building in a school fire, you're toast. Yeah. Jonathan Kane is the guy who wrote a song called Don't Stop Believing. He actually lives here in Orlando. He's mm-hmm. married to a friend of mine. And is the keyboardist for Journey, oh, he wow. got into that and he wrote that song about not to give up hope. Because he survived one of the worst school fires in the history of the United States. Wow. He survived. Wow. Many of his classmates did not. You may be old enough to remember, I am, that schools used to be these big institutional buildings that would be multi-story built in one place. Today, they tend to be more sprawling. Yep. But back yep. then, it was one big institutional building. And when the fire broke out, smoke killed more students than the fire did. But dozens of students died. And he went into the field of music and eventually wrote a song, Don't Stop Believing. Wow. Wow, It's well, incredible. You know the, and here's where mental health comes in because you don't know the full story until you know the backstory. So we're gonna try to hide from a shooter if we can. And then the last thing is we're gonna fight. Mm. A fire extinguisher can distract a shooter. If there's 40 students, like in Virginia Tech in Blacksburg, Virginia, there were 42 students killed. But if all 42 had taken their laptops and thrown them, taken their cell phones and thrown them, taken books and thrown chairs and thrown desk tables, they could have fought back. Wow. Some might have been shot, but a lot more would have been saved. And here's an interesting trend I'm really excited about. We've seen in the last six months, more and more students turning in other students. Over 80% of the time, the student has made known to his peers, his intentions. And I say him because over 95% of the time, these school shooters are male. Mm-hmm. they've let someone know. Uh, Nicholas Cruz, the Parkland shooting in Parkland, uh, Florida, uh, Marjorie Stone Douglas high school had posted on YouTube almost two years before the shooting. He would be the most famous school shooter.
3: Wow. YouTube
2: took Down that video, but I have it. And he's looking right at the camera. I'm going to be the most famous school shooter. Scary. The sad reality is dozens of people, parents, teachers, turned in that video and their concerns to the FBI. Mm-hmm. The FBI said he's not broken any laws. Teenagers are allowed to say stupid things on social media not to worry.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: 17 right. dead students later. Now the FBI apologized last year. Wow. And they said, you know what? Sometimes that's a cry for help. And what people post on social media is a warning indicator, right? Yeah. But we run. We hide And the fight is to know that with a teenage boy, we saw this out in California a few weeks ago, the coach said, stop, Mm. and hugged the young man who collapsed into the coach's arms and cried and wept. And another teacher took the gun away, a long rifle. Wow. and, And the student just sobbed and cried, and they got the mental health help this young man needed Mm-hmm. Because what we have in our country is a mental health crisis, not a yeah. gun crisis. Solve the mental health crisis, you solve the school shooting crisis.
1: Exactly. Because would you say, uh, Dwight, that the majority of the people who you know, do the shootings, they have a history of and maybe being bullied, uh, lack of caring and, and interest at home, maybe a lot of maybe violence or or just parents who are absent and not being parents? So they're yeah, lonely?
2: Yeah, well, it's certainly lonely, and it's a lot of all of the above. Yeah. You know, the secret, United States Secret Service did a, uh, a study, a very extensive study with school shooters from Columbine until the, uh, I think 2013 was the last data that they used, and the significance is because they were able to see not an exact profile. You have some students that were honor students, other students that were failing, some students from intact homes, like Eric Harris and Dylan Klebold, their parents were together, their parents were married. They were uh, upper income, wealthier white families. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting, the majority of these shooters, I told you are male, the overwhelming majority are Caucasian. Mm -hmm. These are white kids, many are from intact homes. Oh, here's an interesting marker for mental health. Almost all, and that's what we're looking for when we're pulling data, almost all have been in some form of counseling. Mm -hmm. But it's been my experience, Until a counselor is trained to know what to look for, they'll miss it every time.
1: Yeah.
2: And what I found is that for many of these counselors, Eric Harris, Dylan Klebold were in counseling almost two years. The Virginia Tech shooter had been in counseling over two years. Mm. So when you start to look at these shooters, Nicholas Cruz at Parkland had been in counseling almost five years. Wow. Had gone to a special school for children with special needs. Yeah. So when we start to look at these patterns, how did so many counselors, so many teachers miss it? Well, simple. They didn't know what they were looking for. And if you don't know what you're looking for, you'll miss it every time. So that's why I'm passionate. I work with different mental health groups to educate, equip, and train. And we've trained thousands of different people helpers, community leaders, uh, counselors, school resource officers, school teachers, Mm -hmm. to be able to know what to look for. With these young men who have these mental health issues that are bottled up, the problem is if it stays bottled up, think of a soda, a hot soda, and if you just keep shaking it with your thumb on top of the the lip of the bottle, when you Mm -hmm. shake it and you let go of your thumb, it will not end well. Exactly. It's going to blow up, and all of these young people who press down being bullied, harassed, feeling like they're not accepted, they don't fit in, uncared for, unloved, even though other people may have missed it. I want your listeners to know what to do, what to say, how to dial in to keep their students safe, their sons, daughters, grandsons, granddaughters, and I want communities to be safe. Can you imagine if you had a home in Littleton, Colorado after the shooting, if you had a home in Parkland, Florida after the shooting, if you had a home in Blacksburg, Virginia after the shooting in Newton, Connecticut after the shooting, when you start to step back and look at, wow, what happens to property values in places? Well, it goes down. Nobody wants their kids to go to Sandy Hook Elementary School because it's not safe. You know, because of your mental health background, Mavloff's hierarchy of needs, right? Number one need, safety, food, shelter, safe shelter, If I don't feel safe, I can't learn. And in some of these schools, where we've seen in in Paducah, Kentucky, in Pearl, in in the shooting out in Oregon, if I don't feel safe shooting in Texas last year, if I don't feel safe, I can't learn algebra. I may not know how to learn algebra anyway, but if I don't feel safe, I'm just gonna be watching my back, scared. Am I gonna be able to get home today? If we don't change that dynamic, what I'm afraid of is we're going to see a pattern where American students start falling behind. And I'll tell you how some parents are dealing with this.
3: Mm.
2: They go to private education, even though they've paid for public, or they go to homeschool or virtual school because uh, as near as I can tell, there's been one shooting at a private faith-based school. And it was actually a teacher who had been fired with cause for inappropriate behavior. He came back in Jacksonville, Florida, and killed the administrator. So when you isolate certain variables out, you do create a safer environment. And that's what some parents are turning to out of their desperation of school boards and governing leaders who don't appear to be making decisions to keep schools safe. Some parents are saying, we'll take matters into our own hands. We'll just get private education or homeschool.
1: Yeah, yeah. So uh, what are, there was so much amazing, great information there, but what what would you say are some of the things for people, teachers, parents, uh, counselors to uh, look for?
2: So I'm going to look for the lonely kid. I'm going to look for the scared kid. I'm going to look for the the child, almost always is going to be a guy, who doesn't seem to quite fit in. Mm -hmm. I'm going to look for an individual who may uh, be a little different I mean, you look at them and you say, oh, I wouldn't have worn that outfit if I did not want to be harassed. And sometimes you think, why would they dress that way? Well, there's lots of reasons. Sometimes poverty is a factor. Sometimes it's a lack of skills. But I'm going to look for the one that doesn't fit. Mm
3: -hmm.
2: Now, even though the Secret Service says you can't give a profile, I've tracked over 208 school shootings. Mm
3: -hmm.
2: And so I can tell you that. Uh, Most likely, out of all of those variables, is going to be a ninth grader. He's going to appear odd in some way, but he's going to be clean cut, no tats, no piercing. Uh, You're going to see someone who uh, maybe dresses a little different, but very much uh, lonely, very much uh, isolated. Uh, Online, they game a lot, even though the gaming companies say, oh, no, 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 violent video games have nothing to do with this. Mm -hmm. In my experience, it's quite the opposite. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and it's easy because gamers like to talk about the games they play. Right. Somebody's on Fortnite, If somebody's on call of duty, they like to talk about it,
3: yeah.
2: you know, and, and I want to encourage teachers, guidance counselors to open up conversations, you know, look for the one that sits at the table by themselves at lunchtime. Look mm-hmm. for the one who seems to be struggling because then I can offer some support, some resources. And in most schools, There are resources to help, but if you don't know what you're looking for what we're looking for is the one that doesn't fit in, who's almost always a guy, almost always does not have good social support, does not have good social skills. Adam Lansing um, at Sandy Hook Elementary School seemed very odd, almost on the spectrum, just did not quite fit in, did not know how to process emotions. Mm. And then uh, some schools more and more are not going to active social media monitoring. Mm. And uh, here in Orange County, where I live, the ninth largest school district in the United States, our sheriff and our local sheriff's office have artificial intelligence that monitors through that school system in real time to be able to track any keywords, buzzwords, key indicators, key visuals. And I'm not sure exactly what the software is called, but it monitors in real time and sends alerts to law enforcement if there are certain things posted on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, on someone's personal blog, it's just constantly monitoring and searching for if people show a picture of a gun, talk about guns, how great it would be to kill people. It sends indicators to the school in real time, I mean, yeah. at that moment, as well as to the 911 comm center wow. so that we can get ahead of these, these shootings because almost always there are indicators. And if you know what you're looking for, you can help a desperate young man before he acts out in violence or aggression.
1: Yeah, I came across a while ago, this, this young person who um, decided to make I can't remember what they called it, but they basically would search out kids who were sitting by themselves for lunch and would go ahead and sit next to them and then started this whole uh, group of people who were doing that and go to different schools and such. And and that sounds like that would be, uh, you know, exactly one of the things that would be a great preventative.
2: Well, when you think about, we'll we'll use, you know, and of course, all these are public stories. So it's easy to look up if people will just simply take the time to do it. Nicholas Cruz was adopted, right? So what you and I would call possibility of reactive attachment disorder from childhood, right? Mm. So he's adopted, doesn't quite fit in, is going to um, special needs schools until ninth grade. And then someone said, you know, he's doing great. Let's put him into a very wealthy neighborhood school. Uh, in a a city called Parkland, very, very upscale. Mm. And we'll put him in with these kids that have grown up, kind of prep school mindset, even though it was a public school. But but irony, the safest public school in Florida, they'd won the award. Uh, There were three school resource officers, one had been the officer of the year. But we know how it turned out. But when you look at the young man, he had struggled. So he possibly has reactive attachment issues. Then his dad dies Mm. five years before the shooting. His mom died three months before the shooting. So oh here's gosh. loss, wow. loss, um, loss of a place to live. He was expelled from Parkland from Marjorie Stone Douglas High School because he had brought a bullet to school mm-hmm. in January. You may recall that that shooting was on Valentine's Day, which happened right. to be Ash Wednesday that year. And so he targeted, you can look it up uh, in, the, in the newspaper that took the video down, but where he's talking, literally as he's getting out of the Uber on-school campus, the school he had been expelled from a month earlier, his mm-hmm. girlfriend had broken up with him, and he talked about how that on this religious holiday, because no person from any faith, church, temple, mosque, synagogue came after his mom died, his mom. His dad was dead, they didn't get any help from the faith community. And he was angry, and his girlfriend had broken up with him because he was so weird, so odd, and he was angry. So Valentine's Day is the perfect day. Here's the motive to exact revenge. Right. You people felt pain. This is what I feel all the time. And I want you to feel what I feel. So he does the shooting at the school he was enrolled in until being expelled, walks to a neighborhood shopping center where there's a subway instead of a Walmart. And I went there after uh, working with students and parents at Parkland. And it's about a half a mile from the school. He walked there, had a sub. And then by the time he walked out, because the other students knew who had done it, a janitor had seen him get out of the Uber. Mm -hmm. So they knew, you know, it was that weird kid, janitor said, in testimony to the the commission that's going into the investigation still as we speak. They knew who it was. He eats a Mm -hmm. sub, turns himself in, and is one of the most popular prisoners in Broward County history because of so many people who send him fan mail and money for killing those students. Because there's a subculture in the United States of angry and bittered people, and they've got this brooding violence. You take somebody who has mental health issues, I think you can save them. I think you can turn it around if you know what you're looking for, and that's what we want to equip your listeners with.
1: Yeah, yeah. So what would you say are some things that we could do to, um, to help turn things around as a person out there in the community, student, teacher?
2: Yeah, sure. So a uh, great question. So if I'm dealing with a high school, yeah. and the more likelihood, by the way, would be middle school, mm. uh, eighth grade, ninth grade, that's your right. highest risk. And remember, the brain for these young men will not be fully developed until maybe 25, yep. 26 years old. So there are still tremendous brain uh, development issues that are happening. Frequently, there are issues with nutrition. Mm-hmm. You know, so when we look at, they're not eating healthy. They're not sleeping healthy. So their brain's probably not even processing as normal or as healthy as it could. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm going to uh, follow a process called face it, feel it, grow. And so the face it is to help students be able to identify, I have feelings. Right mm-hmm. now, you and I in the United States are seeing tremendous uh, attention to Fred Rogers. You know, Mr. Rogers, the new film, uh, you know, in the neighborhood with Tom Hanks, there's a documentary about Fred Rogers. iHeart Media has done a 10-part special about Fred Rogers. And we think, what all the interests about Fred Rogers? Well, he simply practiced kindness. He made it okay for people to feel. The work that you and I do as therapists, we help people know it's okay to feel, right? So I'm going to face it because I want people to identify, am I angry, hurt, sad? Sometimes people make you mad, and Fred Rogers would say, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Right? So we're going to yep. face it. We're going to feel it. I'm going to face I'm going to help people, uh, help students, uh, teachers perhaps, helping students be able to identify emotions. And one of the things I learned in working with a Fortune 500 company that would have customer service complaints, it's an interesting strategy. If you can get people to voice, I am angry, I am frustrated. Once you voice, in fact, I've got it here. Right. So, once I can voice to the brain, Uh the amygdala that controls our limbic system, the amygdala that fires up, and people will get weepy, angry, shouting. But once I can voice it, it will start to cool and calm. There is an absolute magic. It's the the old idea, you know, if if you can name it, you can tame it, I've heard some people say. Mm. Uh, Mr. Rogers testified in front of Congress after Bobby Kennedy's assassination, and they said, we've got such an angry culture. Mr. Rogers, what should we do? And he said, feelings that are mentionable are manageable. Feelings that are mentionable are manageable. Mm -hmm. So, I want people to face it. I want them to feel it because that's how you grow. That's how you develop mental health. Mental health just like physical health, can be developed. I can grow mentally stronger. And the way that I do that, face it, feel it. And that's how you grow. And it's through conversations just like this. That's I'm glad we had some time together to help your listeners.
1: Absolutely. And I think when you, uh, what the big part that also helps the the amygdala cool it down, when you mention it, if the person that you're mentioning it to uh, has enough wherewithal to acknowledge and validate, even if you don't understand. Yes. That, because now it's like, oh, somebody heard me. I, that's the biggest piece, I think, is like, nobody's hearing me. You're just supposed to squash it. You know, <laughs> Dwight, I just came up with a with new diagnosis. I'm going to see if we can get in the DSM-6 <laughs> emotionally constipated. What do you think about that?
2: <laughs> That'll work. That'll absolutely work. You got my vote. There you go. People can just start these healing conversations yeah. like we have done right now on your show. Yes. Even the conversation will start to ripple. That's how you solve a mental health crisis in this country. That's how you turn everything around. It's not a gun crisis. It's a mental health crisis. But today, we started a conversation that is healing and moving things in the right direction. I'm glad that we had the time.
1: Thank you so very much, Dwight. This is amazing. Thank you. Um, you have a great holiday. And um, again, I look forward to um, talking soon.
0: Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Insight's Dramatic Weight Loss Coaching Program is a transformational program healing you from the inside out so you can finally achieve your healthy weight for good by resolving the underlying reason why you've been holding on to the weight. The program features nine transformational individual sessions. You'll rebuild gut health and reduce inflammation. It's not a diet. Instead, you'll learn how to make peace with food and develop clean eating as a lifestyle. Visit InsightsCounselingCenter.com to find out more. listening to Shift Happens with Karin Weary. Do you have a question or comment about today's program? If so, we'd love to hear from you. Call in to the live show at 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Or send an email to Karin W at InsightsCounselingCenter.com. Remember that Karin is spelled K-A-R-I-N. Now, back to Shift Happens.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Voice America Shift Happens, where we are making a lot of shift happen. So we were just talking about uh, school shootings and how we can resolve that because it's not a gun crisis, it is a mental health crisis, and there is a solution. And now we're going to shift to a whole different kind of healing, which is all about energy healing. I have uh, uh, my guest here is doing some incredible work with energy because really that is where we are moving to with, with the world and, and what we are capable of doing with energy. Uh, my guest here is Tom Pelladino and he is a scalar energy researcher. And he has 25 plus years of experience helping people over uh, with overall health recovering from pathogenic and, and infection, and so he has been doing a lot of research with scalar energy, uh, which began during his undergraduate years. And he was inspired by various scientists, um, Morey, Piora, and especially Nikola Tesla. And um, yeah, he was he was pretty amazing with the work that he did. Um, so. So, you are doing amazing things that in uh, healing uh, illnesses and, and such that at this point in general Western medicine is pretty much considered incurable. And uh, so, welcome, first of thank, all.
4: Thank you so much for the invitation.
1: Thank you. Yes. Uh, so, we definitely need to know more about the work that you're doing, Tom. Sure. Um, yes. Sure.
4: Oh, let, let me explain. Um, I am working with instruments. They are light instruments, and it's not electricity.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: I have customized and, and built instruments that can control a spectrum called scalar waves or scalar energy, which is simply sunlight. It's another form of sunlight. Mm-hmm. And with this energy, I've discovered this energy holds together matter. Mm-hmm. That scalar light holds together matter. It forms molecular composition, atomic composition. And with that, you can manipulate physical forms. And I use my instruments to manipulate germs, pathogens. I can break apart viruses, bacteria, fungi. Now I do this with light, it's simple, it's easy, it's painless, and in so doing, I'm able to get rid of, I'm able to eradicate the causative agent of a disease. For instance, if you have the herpes virus, these instruments can break apart the herpes virus. You no longer have herpes. Well, what does that mean to mankind? We have the answer for herpes finally. The easy, painless way to destroy the herpes virus, if you no longer have the herpes virus in your body, you're no longer infected. It's kind of obvious.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, what a huge relief, and and especially because it's painless. Um, So so, uh, what is the difference between scalar energy and electromagnetic energy?
4: What I've discovered is that the stars of our universe produce, create scalar energy. That's the initial energy of the universe. Mm -hmm. And that scalar will eventually degrade um, and become electricity and magnet magnetism so scalar is the initial energy of the universe whereas electromagnetic energy is the derivative of scalar
1: hmm. interesting so, so it's almost like layers i'm trying to imagine it in my head <laughs> yes. if, if,
4: if you were to travel to the center of any star in the universe you'd find nothing there but scalar energy and frankly that's what powers the stars wow and scalar energy is, is quite different than that of electricity Scalar does not degrade it. there is no entropy. there is no die-off of the signal, so to speak. and that's why the stars are eternal. That's yeah. why the stars never burn out of energy, because it's scalar energy, which is this infinite,
1: inexhaustible supply of energy. So that sounds like that would be something that I mean, how do we draw this scalar energy? can we draw out from somewhere? Or <laughs> we, we can, and, and
4: everybody's doing that on a daily basis. Scalar mm-hmm. energy is everywhere. It floods the universe. And with that said, you have to realize that scalar energy is responsible for life. Scalar energy actually is the cause of DNA. It structures DNA. Our thoughts, our scalar waves, our beating heart, our pulsating heart is is made possible by scalar information. Mm. So our body is filled with scalar energy, scalar light. So I would say, um, if you want to really tap into this life force energy, is pray, have positive thoughts, um, use uh, scalar energy to uplift the world, um, uh, improve your emotional, psychological state, and uh, think, think what I would consider to be prudent and positive thoughts. All of those are examples of this energy. Energy is information.
3: Mm-hmm. And
4: that scalar wave finds its way into our mind. That's the information of the mind. So yeah. what we've really tapped into is the life force energy of everything. It's yeah. the quantum energy of everything. It's not electricity. It's star energy. It's sun energy.
1: Yeah. Wow. That's that's incredible. And so you, you said that you've, developed some instruments yes that's correct what are they and what can they do
4: (laughs) it's amazing every day I learn something new in my laboratory immediately I'm trying to improve human health Mm -hmm. so there's there's three things that I've seen and I've perfected with these instruments that is, is irrefutable these instruments can break apart pathogens, germs or toxins So we can rid the body of viruses, bacteria, and mycotoxins, other types of toxins in the body. Mm. And then we can also use this energy to create a micronutrient, such as a vitamin, an antioxidant, a hormone, a digestive enzyme. We can create um, uh, what I would consider what's necessary, uh, crucial to our health, micronutrients. Mm -hmm. And then the third process that I've perfected, is this energy, this life force energy has the ability to balance our seven chakras, our brain waves. So many people will experience a sense of euphoria when they're under this protocol or they'll sense a greater sense of mental clarity mm. or peace and harmony. Now, you have to work within, in harmony with this energy. You, you can't have a, a rude disposition. It's not going to change your rude disposition. <laughs> But this this download of scalar light will indeed balance our seven chakras. We've seen right. that in so many people. To the extent that it's been able to correct depression, anxiety, bipolar disorder in some people.
1: Wow, wow, yeah, because yeah, yeah, it it's, it's just everything is so interconnected. And um, like you said, our our thoughts are you know our energy and um you know they create an effect on our body and our both with our chemistry and and you know with with anybody who's ever ever entertained um masaru emoto's uh water experiments and and seeing how thoughts will consistently create a particular crystal depending on if thoughtful is one love is another
4: yeah Yes, yes, and that's that's a great example. I'm a big fan of Dr. Emoto, and that shows that our thoughts, our scalar thoughts, yeah. can imprint on water and create a beautiful tapestry, a beautiful geometric form. How does that happen? Thoughts are action, and our thoughts can produce action and, and a result in water by creating a specific geometric form. Dr. Emoto presented that in a very uh, illustrious fashion throughout his career. It's real. What does that mean? Well, scalar light is intelligence. And when we think we're broadcasting that scalar light and it can have an immediate effect upon our our ambient surrounding. And and in this case, Dr. Moto demonstrated that thoughts, scalar light thoughts, Mm -hmm. can produce harmony in water.
1: Yeah. So, yeah. and Dr. Yamoto's experience was basically a visual of the work that you're doing, would you say? Y-
4: yes, yes, yes. He he uh, he made it palatable and yeah. the, by way of photographing uh, water crystals. Uh, we could see the before and after effect. He, he showed the causality right. of, of our
1: thoughts. Yes, yes. And again, when you think about how our bodies are about probably 80% water, yep. then what the effect that our Thoughts have on our body and the, the water in our body, and, um, yes. and yes. it it's a whole domino effect. Yeah,
3: precisely. Yes, <laughs> Thank
4: you. I I concur with you. Yes, indeed.
1: Yeah. So, so you I see here, you are able to also treat people by way of their photograph. Yes. that sounds interesting.
4: Let me explain. Again, yes, we're working please. with a quantum field. We're not working with electricity. Right. So the quantum field, if you will. Is interconnected. So everything acts like a satellite in the quantum field. Everything is pre-connected. Mm-hmm. So once I enter into my laboratory and I create this scalar energy environment, I can I can immediately connect. It's an instantaneous connection with people around the world. And in so doing, I can work with people, provide therapy, treat people by way of their photographs. So I actually place a photograph of a person in this quantum field. The connection is immediate. It's an instantaneous connection. Now, you can't have that in the dimension that we live because there's a point A and point B. To the contrary, in a quantum field, everything is interconnected. So the connection is always instantaneous.
1: Mm. How do you create that quantum field then?
4: It, it, already, it, it exists already. Right. What I am simply doing is I am capturing star energy. So in my laboratory, I have miniature stars, if you can imagine mm-hmm. that. These instruments are star-like instruments.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: And the, the entire key is this, that I no longer am working with electricity. I'm working with the quantum field, scalar waves. And it's not what I do. It's simply accessing the scalar waves. That presents an entirely new physics, an entirely new set of rules and laws of nature that, for the most part, we still have to learn. We we haven't quite grasped what this other dimension can do. Right. So I am saying to the listening audience, yes, electricity is useful. It's given us our our modern-day age. But there's another energy that's far superior. Scalar Mm. light is far superior to that of electricity. And we're we're going to embrace this concept and eventually start using scalar energy to power the role for telecommunications, etc. And that day is coming.
1: Yeah, now that's super exciting because I mean, so scalar energy is freely available all the time because it's us.
4: Yes, <laughs> thank you. It's us. Thank you. It's it's starlight. It's sunlight. Yeah. Now, you know, there was a great scientist Nikola Tessa, who. Developed the first scalar instruments and that's mm. what he discovered he was able to power a car with scalar energy he he was able to uh, illuminate
1: light bulbs at a distance
4: mm. now if he did it so can we we just have to rediscover the, what, what tessa did
1: exactly yeah yeah this is so super exciting now um now how does scalar energy disassemble viruses such as herpes, even HIV? Sure. Uh, you talked, yeah, hepatitis sure. and shingle I'm, I'm virus.
4: I'm going to use a crude demonstration. My two fingers represents a chemical bond. It could be a uh-huh. hydrogen bond. It could be a covalent bond. Yeah. Now there's intelligence behind that. And this chemical bond is held together by scalar intelligence. And mm-hmm. In my scalar instrument tells that chemical bond to release and break apart. Mm-hmm. I disintegrate, I disassemble viruses right. Right. simply by releasing that chemical bond. Now, yeah. I do it with light. It's not done with surgery, with drugs, with massage, with a potion. It's all done through the quantum field with scalar light instruments. Right. So what I'm saying to your listening audience, we have the easy method to break apart a microorganism. A germ, a virus, a bacterium, a parasite, protozoan. And in so doing, once that germ breaks apart, it ceases to exist. Mm. Someday this will be embraced as the easy answer for microbial disease.
1: Mm. Wow, that sounds amazing. And it's here right now. We don't even have to wait. <laughs>
4: it's, it's here. It's, it's not theory. I do this every day in my laboratory. I was in my laboratory this morning.
1: Yeah.
4: And I was working with probably 100,000 people this morning in my lab. And I could assure you, we had a successful pathogenic cleanse. I feel it myself. Anytime I work with myself or other people, after I treat people and perform a pathogenic cleanse, my mouth, my palate is clean. Why? Because I've destroyed the fungi. I've destroyed the bacteria in my mouth. My mouth mm. feels crystal clear. So yeah. Crystal clean this morning, if you
1: will. Yeah,
3: yeah.
4: And that's a sign of a successful pathogenic cleanse. Right. All of this is done by way of this, this dimension, scalar dimension, that's not electromagnetic. And this is the new science. This is mm-hmm. the new technology that is about to change the role. I'm going to repeat that. Those of you in the listening audience with an earshot, Galo technology is about to change the way we live.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Wow. This is super exciting. Uh, and just to be able to I mean these things what what about something like cancer? Is that can I, you can I cannot that? cure
4: cancer. Mm-hmm. But I, I will say this at least the advance that we've made, we're able to destroy viruses that lead to cancer. Right. For instance, we can easily destroy the human papillomavirus, which is the number one cause of cervical cancer in women. Right. And we've proven that. We have people that have told us that they had HPV, and after we work with them and provided the therapy, it's destroyed. We destroyed the human papillomavirus. So in some cases, we can prevent cancer by right. getting rid of the microbes that
1: cause cancer. Right. Well, and inflammation, thats is that something... <laughs> the yeah. inflammation
4: we can address that by getting yeah. rid of the bacteria in the joints or getting right. rid of the spirochetes or the, or the protozoan the, the 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 various parasites that uh, impair our movement yeah. and a lot of people uh, what i call it is is bacterial arthritis or 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 some type of a microbial uh, yeah. infection that causes a poor range of motion or or inflammation in the body. Again, if we can destroy these microbes, then you can alleviate that joint stiffness. You can alleviate that inflammation. Mm-hmm. All of that leads to some palliative measure for arthritis or even autoimmune disease.
1: Absolutely. And, and we know that inflammation is truly the um, ground level of all chronic illnesses. Yes. Yeah,
3: and
4: and you know you have to say why inflammation. It could be from athletic performance, stress. It could be from an accident. It could be from a microbe. At least I can destroy the microbes in the body and, and alleviate that inflammation if it's caused by an infectious agent.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, so when you talked about the mental health, because uh, as a therapist, I'm I'm interested in that obviously as well. Um, that, that, when people, they are relieved of depression and anxiety, and in some cases even bipolar, you're saying that that's from the brain coherence um, that happens or brain yeah, balancing?
4: Very good, very good. I, I firmly believe that scalar light is a divine light directly from God. And then this download of scalar light into our brain will in some way auto-correct. Mm-hmm. And if it's perfect energy, perfect intelligence from God, it's far beyond my understanding. But scalar light does seem to balance the seven chakras in our brainwaves. Yeah. And it, some people experience a state of euphoria when they're yeah. working with us and on our therapy. So I, I can't describe it. It's so profound. It's, it's the same energy that gives form to the, to the water drops that we were speaking of. And I'll show you the profundity of this. If you consider that every snowflake is unique, you've heard that. Yes. Every snowflake has a unique geometric pattern. No two snowflakes are identical. So you need a an infinite uh, intelligence to create an infinite number of snowflakes. <laughs> well, that sounds like it comes from an infinite God who could provide infinite instructions to an infinite number of snowflakes to have an infinite number of geometric design. Yeah. Okay. That's what I'm working with, and that's why I say this is beyond me. Scalar wave technology is is an informational field that is infinite. It's infinite because it's from God. Mm. And when I'm working with this infinite divine energy, it's up to God and and to how he's going to cure people.
1: Mm. And you are in the place where you know how to harness and direct it? Right,
4: that's correct. Mm. That's what's unique about my operation. I control scalar light instruments. They're not electromagnetic. And very few people in the course of history have ever had that ability to create and 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 be able to maintain a scalar wave. There's very few scalar wave experts or scalar energy instruments in the world. It's just hmm. it's it's a poorly understood subject.
1: Right. Okay, so what you're saying is that you've found something that will maintain it for however long that you want or need it to that's be maintained, okay? That's correct, that's correct. Mm. My, my
4: instruments are capable of, of working 24 7 around the clock, and hence I have created a standing, a, a constant standing wave in my laboratory, and with that, then I can access that dimension. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Well, let me be, use this analogy. If we're working with electricity in our homes, we need an electrical grid. You need a source to bring you that source of electrical current into your home. Well, I'm working with a different dimension, a scalar dimension, and how do I bring that into my laboratory with scalar light instruments?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is so interesting, and so. Uh, there is something here that says that scalar energy is the cause of time yes yes tell us a little bit about that Uh, one
4: other researchers have found that with the manipulation of a scalar wave you can uh you can slow down time or speed up time so it's the scalar wave and in particular it's the rotation of the scalar wave that creates time scalar Mm -hmm. is a double helix it's a It's a rotating double helix. If you rotate that in one direction, time moves forward. If Mm. you stop the rotation, then time stands still. If you reverse that scalar wave, you'll go back in time. Mm. So scalar is the intelligence, the cause of time. Mm. Time is not fundamental. Scalar is fundamental. Scalar waves are the cause of time. Time is, is... Predicated time is dependent upon a scalar way.
1: Wow, that's interesting. So that's how they did it, Hermione did it in Harry Potter, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah and she, and she will, was able to take extra classes. <laughs> yeah.
4: I, I will say this. If I do, I'm a Christian, and I do believe there's a heaven. and In heaven, it's a different dimension. It's a scalar dimension. Yeah. And that's why you're eternal.
3: Yeah,
1: yeah.
4: There, there's a science behind heaven. There's mm-hmm. no electricity. It's, it's right. 100% scalar waves.
1: Yeah, yeah. And we can create it right here, huh? Right. <laughs> that's
4: correct. That's
1: correct. Well, you know, it really,
4: well, life boils down to you. you. either want to be happy or you want to be sad. And regardless of your challenges in life, you know, I'm going to have a happy day. I've had a good day. I've had a few challenges today, but you know, that's, that's not right. So what am I getting at? That's your disposition, and just be in harmony with God and with scalar wave technology, which is available to everybody. Just pray, think positive thoughts, avail yourself to this life force energy. It's it's free of charge. God, it's, it's starlight. Starlight is everywhere. Star energy is everywhere, and that's what you're really, really tapping into through a prayer life, through a meditation life, through a life of joy. Of, a vibrant life, a successful life, a, a well-intentioned life. That's what you're accessing. You're accessing that quantum dimension.
1: Yeah, yeah. It, we truly do create our own reality. Yes, mm.
4: yes you do. You're right. And, mm-hmm. and to, to, to give the analogy once again, Dr. Emoto was able to create a physical reality before him yeah. by way of the geometric patterns imprinted upon these water drops. How did he do that? By thinking, by positive thinking. Now, yeah. it, it can also be said um, there were rather crude forms in these water droplets and, and almost to the point of looking as a chaotic water droplet if negativity was projected into those mm-hmm. water droplets. So we saw beauty in these water droplets if people were positive or praying or showed gratitude or love and appreciation. And we saw chaos. We saw uh, almost the point of of, of being uh, crude if yeah. these water drops were subjected to negativity or hatred yeah. or violence it it was an entirely different um, manifestation
1: yeah yeah and in each each thought so love looked the same every single time. different yeah. languages look slightly different, but again it, it, yeah. so it's consistent, it was yeah. repeated over and over and over again yeah. Yes. It's it's amazing. And we also know that it, they have done measurement, you know, they can measure everything that's going on inside where with that the brain doesn't know the difference. The the same area of the brain lights up if we are visualizing something as if we're actually uh, doing that particular activity. And uh so again, like you said, Whatever it is that we intend and we stay focused on, that is what our reality is going to.
4: Yes, yes, and that that gives credence to the thought that you should have a goal in life. You should have a uh, number of goals. You should have daily goals, weekly goals, monthly goals, and work towards those goals. And and y- you should see that your life is going to become much more meaningful. Yeah. Not not just obviously not just monetary goals. That's I guess that's one goal. But, you know, goals as far as friendship, spirituality, intelligence, how much time you want to spend with loved ones. You know, we need to take charge of our lives, and you can do that. At least your life. Maybe other people will will disparage what you're doing, but don't listen to them. Yeah. (laughs) They're wrong.
1: And and here's the thing is that you obviously have a huge passion for the work that you do. And that gives you, this is a legacy that you're providing and, and creating. And um, and that's something that provides purpose. And, and same thing for me. I mean, this, getting this kind of information out because I know, I know, know, know <laughs> that we are capable of so much more than what we have been uh, brought up and conditioned to believe. And I find that it's so incredibly important to get this information out, that we have options, we have uh, methods and tools and uh, new research that's coming out about all kinds of things that we can do that makes our lives better, easier, healthier, um, less painful, and so that we can be in this scalar uh, energy. Yes. Yes. Mm. Yes, yes, yes. Great,
4: great, great attitude. And, and I, I want to give people encouragement. <clears throat> I know this, this might sound new and, and avant-garde, but put all that aside. If there's one thing you take away from this conversation, just be positive. Be spiritual. Be uplifting. Try, you know, that doesn't mean you're living in a fantasy world, but look for the good in life. Okay? Yeah, there's problems, but look for the good. Do your best and forget that negativity. Don't mm. listen to nonsense. Don't, don't pay attention to
1: that. And the thing is that I, I think that a lot of the, the information that's put out in the news and, and all those places, it's drama to distract yeah. us from it what's is, really going it. on. Oh,
4: my goodness. I, I read a uh, factoid that it came to my attention. The average American spends five hours a day watching TV. Yeah. Now, some of that TV, some of that programming is negative. It's mm-hmm. designed to inflate, uh, it's designed to incite, yeah. don't fall it. Don't, don't watch violent programs and and don't listen to everything you hear. Yeah. Um, in many ways, it's mind control. And don't, don't yeah. be subject to that. You know, it's a sad, yeah. you, you can Google it. I Googled yeah. it. The average American is watching approximately five hours of TV. Oh, yeah. if, you're, if you're gonna watch a lot of TV, make sure it's uplifting.
3: TV. Yes.
4: Educational. Um, and, and try and get outside. Don't, don't spend your life in front of the television. <laughs> go, go, go! Walk around the park. Yeah. Volunteer. Visit with friends. Socialize. Connect. Yeah. All, all of this is, you know, be a normal person. I, I, I think mankind has such great prospects, but yes. we we have to overcome some of these problems.
1: Yes. And I was hearing, uh, Doctor. I like to listen to Doctor. Joe Dispenza a lot, and I love this, the way he phrased this: that all this chaos that's happening is a way for us to uh, disassemble what's not working and create what is going to be so much better. And what the work you're doing, Tom, is is a perfect example of something that's better than what we've had. It's here. It's available. And Tom, you told me that you have a quite a, an amazing offer for the listeners.
3: Yes. Yes.
4: If you visit our website, which is www.scalerlight.com, we have a free trial at the very top of the website. Anybody can click on a button. a 15-day free trial. The banner is rather conspicuous at the top. Anybody in your family can be treated for free. We'll accept photographs for your entire family. You can send us 10 or 15 photographs from their family. We'll treat everybody for free. Grant us. So the website is scalarlight.com. That's spelled S C A L A R, scalarlight.com. Visit the website, tell your friends about it. We offer 15 days, no questions asked, free sessions because we want to prove to the world that this works.
1: Mm wow that's that is an amazing offer, and I hope you take uh, Tom up on this uh, I'm gonna have to click on that button there and <laughs> feel it for myself and then I can tell you guys about the results so make sure that you uh, share this also with everyone that you know uh, because everybody knows somebody if they don't themselves have something going on uh, physically emotionally uh, that could benefit from this so um, thank you, Tom for being on here i will Thank make you. sure that on our shift happens facebook page where you can follow we'd love to have comments and questions and whatnot go on there i will have your website on there too so people can they they can look it up over there too
4: thanks for your time
1: all right and go out there and shine your beautiful inner self because you have a special talent that the world needs take care
0: Thank you so much for tuning in to Shift Happens. Please join host Karin Weary, Ida Serena Lee, and Jessica Durrell for another edition of our program next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. We wish you continued success as you discover the true you.